All right, everybody, we are here for the July episode of Make Friends Radio. And this month, I've brought my uh, really creative and uh, some might even say brilliant friend, Alex Trujillo, uh, to talk to us a little bit about the art scene, right? We've dug a little bit into music and beer and just trying to tie everything in together. So uh, without further ado, please welcome my friend, Alex. Hey, Chris. <coughs> Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, I'm real eager to kind of talk about whatever it is that people want to listen to. So um, yeah, man, just uh, shoot away. Cool. Well, let's get... Uh the big one right out of the way, out of the gate. I know you have a, a huge show coming up uh, here pretty soon, Light. And uh, I think you were recently featured at the San Francisco Mutech, I think you said is what it was called. So if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about that massive show and, of course, how you're featured in, in Mutech. I think that would be a cool story for people to hear. Okay, so, yeah, we have a big show. It's July 19th and 20th. That's Friday and Saturday night. It's called Light Wave. And basically, it's a big tech art showcase, and we're going to have um, lots of artists from both Sacramento and the San Francisco area, uh, so a lot of visual arts, um, some immersive installation stuff, sculptural stuff, projections, LEDs, uh, mapping. I mean, it's kind of a broad spectrum of, um, of what's going to be there. Um, and then of course we'll also have the music side, which is kind of like some live electronic real exper experimental music, uh, from both, yeah, local and the Bay area artists as well. And, uh, you guys should come check it out. It'll be really, really cool. Got a lot of, uh, really cool stuff for everyone to see. So make sure you put that on your calendar and, and come check it out. Okay. So the other question was Mutech San Francisco. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'd say in this last past year, I've been doing lots of installations at galleries and various uh, shows here in Sacramento. And back in December, I believe, submitted a uh, installation submission to Mutech uh, San Francisco, which is an international show that travels. And I believe it started in Montreal and they do lots of other cities, um, I think Tokyo, Mexico. Um, can't name all, everything off the top of my head, but this was the second show they did in San Francisco and they, uh, hit me up to do an installation. The installation was a live mapped, MIDI mapped light show that was also choreographed to music. And I have some photos and videos online of that. And, uh, the name of the installation was called Iris and so basically what that is, it's kind of, it's about 24 LED tubes that are on light stands, which can be kind of angled and set a, a certain way. So the way I set it up is that it would be kind of like a circle of all the lights, and then they would be kind of angled outwards. And if you were to look at it from the top, it would look like kind of like an eye. So I would, that's how I came up with the name Iris. Um, but I don't know if anybody <laughs> has really seen what the top looks like cause I don't have any imagery of it. Um, so I kind of have to work with the parameters I'm given, um, in, in different spaces and I have to kind of figure things out and sometimes I can use audio or sometimes I can use like hazing agents, uh, in the air. Um, and you know, having full control of light is kind of like the best way you can see a lot of like the light stuff that I do. So so I have to kind of gauge how to set 
installations up in certain spaces and uh sometimes i gotta wait for it to be dark so um so yeah so that was mutech and mutech has lots of great artists super talented you know uh talent from everywhere in the world um uh, from both visual art and music um i didn't get to see a lot of the shows or a lot of the other people's uh installations because i was building mine um and we were part of the closing show at uh, the Midway at, in, for Mutech. Um, so it was pretty cool to be part of that this year. And uh, I am working on a lot of other installation stuff that hopefully I can push that and, and to try to get really more on the international like circuit of visual artists and kind of all these types of shows that are happening. Cool. And I got to tell everyone, uh, Jazz, Miles, and I all went to Light.Wave last year. And I cannot tell you how much fun our little two-year-old at the time and about, you know, three-year-old this year had. I mean, it's it's definitely, uh, I would say, kid-friendly in that sense. Absolutely check it out. Now, Alex, I know that you have some pretty Instagram-famous artwork that's out there like the uh, the beloved city sign that was up for many years on J Street that people thought the city had installed. Every day is your chance to make the city a little bit better. So if you wouldn't mind, uh, tell us a little bit about the inspiration and kind of how you put the sign up even. I think you guys will either know the sign or you're maybe new to it. So if you're new to it, here's a little bit more of like how that went down and where that sits today. So shoot, back in 2000, I think 11, uh, I had a studio and uh, I think this was sort of the end of the kind of like recession and it was like ground zero for like just about everything going on. And I kind of had a moment of like, what could I do? What, you know, I identified there was a street that I could put up anything I wanted and it was just sort of a way for me to like kind of put a stake in the ground as far as like, hey, this is where we're all at, you know. So I, I looked at the street on J Street downtown. I noticed that they had empty signs. And so I like empty A-frames for the old businesses that used to be there. And so I got an idea and I've always been into street art. So I've done like wheat pasting and kind of done stencil work and kind of threw stuff up here and there. So I kind of been in a little bit of that street art mentality, kind of like a Banksy situation. I um, saw two areas where I could put in signs and I started to think of maybe a cool design or art piece or whatever I could do. You know, it's it's easy to kind of like put up something cool and, and be like, yeah, I made that. and you know, look how fresh I am, you know? So that's naturally, I think, what people would think of. So I kind of was just like, you know what, what's what's better than that? And uh, what actually would make more of an impact and be, be less self-serving and kind of like not make it about you, but like make it about everybody at this time and place and like how I viewed things. And so... Um, so I sat there and I kind of, um, I don't know, I kind of just came to this thing of like, what's a, what, if I had one thing to say to everybody, 
what could I say to everybody, no matter where you are, where you're at on the spectrum, and and who you are in your life, your class, everything, dude. So, I, and and what mes- what message would everybody benefit from? So I came up with with the with the sign. Every day is your chance to make the city a little better. And you know, I kind of like. I formed it and it clicked with me and I was like, yeah, that's it. Every day is your chance to just basically decide how am I going to live my day to day? What decisions am I going to make to make a positive difference in the world? Even just with me, my family, my who's around me. And that mentality kind of travels and, and spreads like this positive, positive message all around. So yeah, that's kind of how that idea came about. Uh, so I'm gonna kind of speed through a little bit of like what happened. So got the sign made really cheaply, kind of janky. Uh, me and a buddy actually dressed up like construction workers and actually put the sign up in one of the empty spaces. And I have a pitch. I have a picture of it actually. Uh, uh, in the I think the reflective mirror with us with the construction stuff, and we put out cones. Totally acted like it was we were part of the city, uh, or just these workers in general, just this throwing this up. And as it was like early, it was in the morning, and it was like literally in the middle of of just everybody being busy on that street. Like people were giving parking tickets next to us. Cops are rolling by. I mean, <laughs> it was it was kind of like fun and kind of like hey, we can do we. It literally told me I I can do anything I want <laughs> wanted to. As long as we made it look legit, and so um, so we threw it up, and people kind of questioned me about it, and I was just, I you know, I just said, well, that's how I, what I feel. I didn't really fully tell any, actually, I didn't tell anybody honestly about it, and I just threw it up there, which is all good intentions, and just got back to what I was doing. I think after a while, people started to ask who put that sign up, and a few people knew it was me. And it started becoming more interesting to people. And all of a sudden, we start to see people post stuff about it. And it started to gain some popularity of like, man, who is this? Nobody knows who did it. This is really cool. Um, so I kind of just left it like that. I didn't really like say anything about it at all. And so nobody knew who it was or who why they put it up. But more and more people kind of gravitated toward it. And really loved the sign. Long story short, that thing rode, and so over the years, so it rode for six years. Every now and then, I would have to go back with a ladder and fix it because of how janky, <laughs> how, <laughs> how janky it was. Um, it was literally like I just like used a little handsaw to put slits in this plastic that had the the vinyl lettering on it. And some really weak, like I don't know, like metal link things that uh, I forgot the name, clamps or something. So they kept coming undone. So every couple months, I'd have to go back with the ladder, and uh, and it's funny because at certain points, my I'd have actually take my dad. <laughs> I'd ask my dad to um, <clears throat> come with me, hold the ladder for me while I went up and fixed this illegal street sign that everyone really loved. And so I did that on many occasions. Um, and uh, yeah, I I felt good about it. 
I think a lot of people really liked it. And I thought to myself, um, one day, one day that, that sign's probably going to come down because it rode way longer than I even anticipated or even the type of impact that it made on, on people. Um, so another interesting thing with the sign is that, um, one of the, uh, councilman wanted to run for his position in office so uh with no one claiming <laughs> that sign he actually used that sign t as his running campaign slogan and i got wind of it from other people and they're like you know so in essence i thought it was cool and you know it was weird i didn't know what to like you know it was it was like cool um, and I kind of had to like check who this guy was and, uh, he's uh, a really cool, really cool guy. He's in office. He's done a lot of stuff. His name's Steve Hansen. Um, and he's done a lot for the community. So I think I kind of looked when I looked him up and saw what he was doing, I was like, all right, this guy's, he's about it. I think he's, he's a good person to like use this and make a change in the city. Literally, I think he believed in that sign, and I think that probably, you know, I would say if, if that's what he believed in, then that's someone that that that's that's here in the city that's really working to make a change and, and all for the good and positive from just about everybody's spectrum. So, so yeah, so that's a, that was a cool story that came from that. So he, he won, and he's done a lot. He's very, very involved with the city with a lot of things going on in town. So, um so yeah, that's that's a really cool story, and uh, yeah, I saw him at one of my art shows not too long ago, <laughs> and we got to chat really quick. And so, uh, but yeah, so that's that was a cool story there. Um, okay, so now let's see. So now with everything with the city uh, changing, and just it's just like so much change these last couple of years, and um, and then all of a sudden. Somebody messaged me and told me that the uh, that that sign was gone. So I got a grant from the city, and part of the grant I did it. I did submitted to do a tech art showcase, which is Lightwave. And after getting the grant, I was like, "Oh man, I need more money to do what this show, what I want to do with this show," because I think it was like five thousand, and five thousand isn't a lot to really like put on some of these shows, but. I, I can make things work. Um, so I, I sh you know, I did it. I was like, all right, so let me bring in more money, do, do a fundraiser, did a Kickstarter. And then part of the Kickstarter was, hey, let me resurrect that sign. And for people that want to donate money, you know, you guys get a, a limited run of the poster of that sign and some stickers so i was like all right that's my idea that's what i'm gonna give out and entice people to help fund part of this show so i did the run it was limited edition and man they've they sold out like i could i don't know maybe two weeks so yeah so it's kind of kind of cool you know so while the poster and the pins were happening i basically got the idea of basically putting the sign back up and so I'm like, F it. I'm going to, you know, this, you know, the, the building's still empty. There's no reason why I couldn't put the sign back up. And so I just said, I'm going to put the sign back up and with all the proceeds 
from the posters, uh, the enamel pins. All that money went into putting the sign back up. <laughs> so, so basically, everybody, including the city, paid to get the sign back up. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so same thing. Just I actually it cost me a, a, a penny because we had to get framing done, scissor lift. I mean, it was quite the quite the task. Uh, so so it's back up. If you guys uh, drive down to J Street, you know on that on those streets between 9th, tenth, eleventh, somewhere around there, eleventh, twelfth, you'll see it on your right hand side going down J Street. So yeah, man, take a picture of it. Hope you're inspired. We'll see how long this one lasts. Yeah, I hope it sticks around for a bit, and maybe maybe there'll be more life to it even further down the road uh, at some point. So, so that's that that's that story. Uh, you're also featured, and I think probably one of the most Instagram photos from that local art show, Art Street. Yeah. So, if you wouldn't mind, uh, tell us a little bit about the concept behind that really neat Instagrammed photo that that everyone was taking at Art Street. Yeah, I kind of submitted an idea to Art Street, and I had a lot. I had lots of ideas, and I always sketch ideas in my sketchbook of what I can work on and build and do. So I submitted uh, an idea, and I got selected to do it. And then, like the clock is ticking, basically when they said, "Yeah, or you guys can do it, or you can do your art piece there." And so, um, so I think about January, no. Christmas was when I kind of had to like make a quick some hard decisions because Art Street I think started February 1st so I had close to a month to basically do my installation and my installation was had stuff that I had never done before and it had to do with like electronics and all this other moving parts and gears and um, I kind of was just like oh man uh, you know that's going to take a, a minute to figure out and then I realized that I was going to Mexico mid, like early January for over a week. I think it was two, two weeks, actually. I don't know. It was it was like 10 days. Yeah, it was a BPM festival <laughs> in Tulum, which is all kinds of other stories. But um, so I was like, crap, I'm going to lose a couple weeks of being in Mexico and not working on building this installation that I'm supposed to do. So I spent like literally hard five days redesigning my uh design into something more practical and you know during art street what was it so i came up with a new idea and um i built it in 3d and for those of you who don't know i'll explain it it's kind of like um you walk into this room area that has kind of like this base that has these like cut um stainless steel mirrored strips and they all are like, I don't know, maybe like strips that are like a couple, like maybe four inches wide. And they're all in an array at, in a line. And you can walk around it. And the thing is that based off of what's on the other side, it fragments what you're seeing into like all these fragmented like ways to view something. So it really tripped you out. And I also had LED lights that were like programmed and moved and changed colors on the opposite side so I threw that together and I was like yeah that'll be cool you know I, you know I, it's something to look at and so it was all in theory as far as like this should work and I was taking a gamble I was like crap and then it ended up like it ended up being a little expensive because the stainless steel strips I think just 
that alone, I, I want to say maybe fifteen hundred dollars, just in the just in the mirrored strips, and then and then the price kept growing as I was building it, and then I was also going to have sound in the room too, so I came back from Mexico, bought the materials, and I literally had two weeks to do this, to build something I've never done before, and um, so I was like had my you know came back refreshed. And then I was like, okay, it's go time. So didn't waste any time. Really calculated things out as best I could. I mean, I, I scaled, I built it all in 3D. So I was like, okay, this is all to scale. And I'm putting everything together, still not knowing if this is going to work. So I could put everything together. And then I basically, I think when it was almost time to open uh, for the, the event was when I kind of like put it all together and took all the like coverings off the marriage strips and put it how it should be had the lights on and it totally totally worked and uh i was like holy shit this this looks exactly like my 3d rendering like to a t so i kind of impressed myself just the fact that i built that and was just like dang this totally worked and it was all it was kind of like a little bit of engineering i guess if you want to look at it like that um so I was like, dude, this looks dope. This is rad. This is going to be cool. Let me finish this up. So we they open Art Street, Art Street, tons of great art. I'm sure if you guys been there, you guys all had cool experiences there. You had some favorite pieces. And uh, yeah, so it was a cool time. So, uh, so Art Street opens, uh, and it was the first night. And I kind of like, you know, hung out, kind of checked, checked out kind of a little bit of like the responses uh, that I was getting from it. And um and and the thing was is that it was t totally different when you actually had when i say different i mean i didn't know i didn't account for what a person would look like on the other side i was only accounting for the th the lights <laughs> and that's all i knew i was thinking about and it wasn't until another person would go on the other side and they would walk around and you would walk around in it that that person would look fragmented and at any point in time you move around, just like how dynamic the perception was, was pretty crazy. And I, I don't think anybody really have ever seen anything like that. Uh, so, you know, we were like, wow, this thing is going to be really cool. And so um, it was until the first night was when I saw the amount of people taking photos in there. And then it dawned on me and I was like, oh, shit. I've created a selfie haven over here and that was not my intent it kind of totally happened on accident it i guess it was a hit so i'm getting tagged in tons of photos every day and um and the installation was called z space um so i'm sure you could see it online and at some to some degree if you looked it up but yeah man those thousands of photos and it was it was a pretty big hit and uh so yeah, that's that's the story around the installation at Art Street called Z Space, um, and then it was also featured at, a, at at my work later after the show was over. But um, yeah, till this day, uh, I look back at some of the stuff. I got video of it too. I look back on that stuff and I'm like, dang, dude, I don't I don't know if I could ever I don't know if I could recreate that same type of thing that I had there, and it totally gives me reminders of of it and how how cool it actually was and i was just like damn that shit happened
and even uh what's it they had what was it dj kubert go, go through there and so i was in the installation with dj kubert and he was we got video he's like dude yeah this guy's dope and i'm just like damn kubert's giving me some props in the installation that's that's pretty cool because you know dj kubert's probably one, one of the dopest scratch djs ever uh legend so so yeah that was that's <clears throat> that's the installation and the 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 photos that chris was talking about yeah man that piece was awesome i unfortunately didn't get a chance to check it out with everything we had going on with miles and everything but man that thing was dope and i mean realistically everything that i've seen you put up has been pretty amazing and impressive so sacramento is a real gem in you dude now uh I do want to kind of transition a little bit to the musical side of things, right? Uh, for the people that don't know uh, our, our buddy Alex here, he is a extremely well-respected DJ with a very creative sound and uh, music that would probably surprise you. Um, he is uh, involved with, you know, cool parties. He's constantly playing all over the place. And I uh, just want to give him a, a little bit of a moment here to talk about kind of what he's into musically and then ask him my favorite awkward question with uh, who's your favorite local DJ. So um, go ahead, Alex. Tell us a little bit about your music side. Well, I guess I like and play all kinds of styles of music. I mean, I got to uh, experience a lot of genres. I've had the spectrum of stuff that I've been into. And, and as I got older, I guess I uh, um, started to get a little bit more of an experimental chill vibe of music. Um, aside from DJing, I mean, I've DJed a lot, uh, a lot of underground gallery shows. Um, and that's kind of where I do a lot of my playing is at some random shows, some gallery shows, some underground shows. And I got to explore other parts of playing music, like, you know, collecting jazz, down tempo, some ambient music. Uh, one of my favorite, like, genres that i love and i keep finding new stuff and it's i don't know if a lot of people really know about it but it's called broken beat um and broken beat is kind of like a mixture of like jazz and breaks and with these little hints of like electronic music um it has a certain certain sound to it and uh it grew on me so that's one genre that i i love to play and when i can collect and find gems of that it's really cool i um make some music and i i kind of like took a break from making music to focus on my visual arts you know i I really wanted to like produce tracks and and put tracks out and then uh i kind of you know did that for a couple years and then i kind of asked myself well i can do art i can do visual art and i've been trying to make music what should i be spending my time doing and i was thought to myself well I'm really good at visual art. Maybe I should just go back to that and focus on that because I can always go back to music and I'm getting I'll get a lot further quicker doing visual art than I am with music. So I think one day, maybe soon, well, actually that's part of what I'm working towards. So right now I am working on a live visual show and I do live LED mapping shows as well, so it's performance visual performance art. And I eventually would like to integrate a live audio show with it. So it'd be a live audio visual show. So I got some drum machines and synthesizers all sitting at my house, which is waiting for me to, to get on, get a, jump on, jump on it and start to integrate the music aspect of what I do with the visual aspect that I do. 
So maybe within the next year, I might be uh, doing some live audio visual shows. Who's uh, the top of your bill of, of local DJs? Who's your favorite? I, uh, right now, I'd say from my from a producer side, uh, I really like the cat Magma. He he played at our Lightwave show last year, and I got introduced to him and his music. And dude's really talented. I really like you know listening to his music. Uh, he definitely. I mean, I know he's been putting releases out. And I think just even today, I kind of just went on his band camp to kind of listen to some of his stuff. And it's it's right up there with anything else I would be favoriting on SoundCloud because I, I favorite and like everything I loved, like, and want to go back and listen to and, and buy at a later date. Uh, so I'd say the quality of his productions is pretty up there. Um, so... Uh, I think he's he think I think he's a talented guy, and I'd love to see him go further uh, with what he does, and uh, hope to see more more from him. Cool. Well, before we transition over to the DJ mix, uh, you know, I just want to thank you for taking the time for that amazing history lesson in Sacramento art. That was pretty awesome, and uh, hopefully, you guys took away something you didn't know from that. So, any last things you want to say before we uh, jump over? Um, yeah, thanks for checking this out. Um, I'm, uh, Chris, thank you for having me on the show to help share a little bit of like some stories I have. Uh, I have tons of stories. So, um, yeah, I, uh, hope you guys enjoyed what I had to say and, uh, you know, uh, go out there and, uh, handle your stuff and, uh, spread that positive shit, man. Oh yeah. And having said that, why don't we jump into a super cheesy mix by me? Here it is.
Champion in it. Coming like a potion 
lies, but I wanna be with you doing lying. Now it's hard to be away from you, but Lord knows I'm trying. So don't leave me alone. I'm so grateful for you. Oh, 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 
Deadly.
Broken promises, broken promises, broken promises. 
right, everybody, that concludes the July episode of Make Friends Radio. If you haven't noticed, we are dropping shows a little bit more frequently, and I will be doing the mix that drops on the 1st of every month and having an amazing guest on the 15th of every month. So if you like what you hear, uh, don't hesitate to drop a like, a subscribe, whatever other things people say when they host content, and uh, just love to hear from you. Thanks, everyone. Peace.